the dawn of civilization. Primitive, dangerous, exciting. The handwriting is on the wall. If the human race is ever going to amount to anything, it needs the most civilized caveman I have ever seen. You're listening to the Knuckle Drags Extravaganza if you're listening to this live or if you've joined us through the magic of technology on the Cave Dweller Music Channel. Good evening. How's it going? Uh, We're going to be having a chat to a dude from a band we have been playing a lot of. As soon as we saw the first single come out, was very excited. The album I did a review for on the new releases show, you can also check that out on the Cave Dweller Music Group as well. Uh, But we're going to be having a chat to Elijah from Daedric Armor. How's it going, man? Yeah, good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, dude. I'm doing pretty well. And like I said, ever since we I came across um, that first single, it was just one of those ones that I I kept going because I don't know about you or or again, it could be a bit of ignorance on my behalf, but the Brisbane black metal scene outside Older Glade and you guys, I don't know too many other bands that you know fit that style, yeah. but are also in Brisbane, you know. Yeah, there's not heaps. There's there's a few bands that I think would maybe call themselves like like death metal, black metal, or like blackened death metal or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like Gravier is, is a black metal band from Brazil, I guess. That's, I don't know. I'm probably ignorant as well, but yeah, there there really isn't <laughs> that many. Um, Because I mentioned this to you before we started recording, but a little while ago I had a chat to the guys from Malignant Aura and they do awesome Death Doom. And they had an interesting concept of Briz Metal, which was very much like thrash and death metal and then that's basically it. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, definitely. Well, that's that's when you guys come in to uh, change the face of it, hey? Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's there's a lot of death metal bands in Brizzy, and yeah, a lot a lot of the a lot of the metal bands, regardless of what subgenre they like associate themselves with or whatever the fuck like categorize themselves with, they usually are yeah like pretty thrashy. And so Daedric Armor comes along. We'll get into the album itself in a little bit, but I do want to ask: you see, so many black metal bands take inspiration from various mythos god knows how many fucking tolkien inspired metal bands there, yeah. there are yeah. where did the elder scrolls one come from and why is it such a good base points right black metal from um that's like that's actually interesting because it i don't know it goes like fairly deep in the sense that like it's something i've thought about for like a really long time i remember being like pretty young and playing Morrowind and that game you have to explore a lot and there's there's like there's no quest markers you like you gotta gotta interact with everything in the world and you have to explore and it takes a while and the landscapes are hell vast and like hell atmospheric just like black metal yeah and when I was young I was growing up with a lot of like Burtsum and like starter stuff like Bathory and like obviously like early Dark Throne like Venom, all that stuff. And I would like listen to a lot of like the ambient birds and tracks and all that stuff while playing like Morrowind. And it just like lined up perfectly and it became a habit. Like when Oblivion came out, like I just would listen to like DSBM and like <laughs> play Oblivion, like same deal with Skyrim. And it fits perfectly. The The atmosphere of the games is, is like vastness and like grandiosity. And like, br- like pretty brutal shit a lot of the time, um, and I don't know. I think that fits pretty well with black metal. And even the aesthetic in and of itself, like Daedric oh, Armor, so you've brutal. taken yeah, Daedric Armor, you've taken from a literal armor class. But also, if you didn't know that, like where the source material for it was from, you see the cover, which you did by yourself awesome cover but you see this like very stark looking thing uh very gothic yeah. very medieval and without even equating it to elder scrolls you go yeah i know what this is gonna be yeah yes yeah exactly it's like pretty dark imagery and like that's that's yeah that's why we chose like they for the name is because like i don't know obviously like it sounds fresh and like sick but um like the armor set itself is brutal the the way that you craft it is brutal 
the lore behind it is brutal. It's all just heavy. It's all like really fucked up and dark shit. It just fits perfectly for black metal, I think. And on my, uh, I mentioned this in the review that I did for the new releases show. I remember playing Skyrim and going, if I don't stop playing this now, I'm going to lose years of my life to this. So yeah. I went back and <laughs> I went back and did a bit of research, and yeah, it, and like you said, the law in and of itself is so deep, but also just the the environment and the atmosphere. It seems like it lends itself pretty well to the style that you guys are wanting to play. Definitely, and the, and this is a big thing as well. Like, uh, Daedric Armor, um, like, we haven't released the lyrics and stuff like that yet, but I'm going to do it soon. Like, I have plans on how I'm going to do that. Um, I have an idea for some cool shit to do with that. And I'll, like, release that stuff soon so everyone can, like, nerd out over those and, like, see the lore references and stuff. But the the biggest, like, secondary attraction, other than the Daedric Armor stuff and the brutality of, like, Elder Scrolls as a whole, is... There, like there's a lot of vampiric shit in in Elder Scrolls. Like you go back to Daggerfall, and there's heaps of heaps of vampiric shit. Like heaps of vampiric quests, vampiric interactivity, vampiric NPCs. Like all this like hectic lore, and it goes all the way through into like all the way up into Skyrim and like Elder, uh, Elder Scrolls Online. Like there's heaps of vampiric shit, and that's just like that's just classic black metal. Like you go back to Dark Throne, and it's just all about fucking vampiric shit. So it just makes sense. And you've kind of met two different fan bases with the one particular project, which is something that I, I think is a really cool way of going about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm, it's interesting. I, I've been getting, like, Reddit posts sent to me recently of just, like, random people sort of, like, posting it in different groups, like different black metal groups, different, and then and then different, like, Elder Scrolls. <laughs> like. <laughs> Groups and shit, like like it, like I don't know, like somebody posted it in Elder Scrolls Online, like Reddit and subreddit and all this shit, and it's just like I don't know, that's really funny to me. And some of the comments are hilarious, like like even I don't know, it's all been pretty good. Like even the people that are like, oh, I wouldn't usually listen to this, but this is pretty cool and shit. But like some of the comments just like funny as because like I don't know, Elder Scrolls fans are weird usually. So it's pretty interesting to see people's reactions to it, especially if they're like gamers and not black metal fans. And you mentioned that you're going to be releasing the lyrics for it so people can nerd out even more. But did you sort of set up throughout the album there's a couple of little audio clips here and there? Was that like an inbuilt Easter egg that you're like, if they get it, they're going to get it. But it also, it really adds to the record. Like I said, I had no idea where those audio clips come from, but some of the dialogues... Some of those like uh, uh, squeaking sounds, like yeah, it fits on both parts, you know. Yeah, no, nah, I'll I'll fully spill the beans on all, like all the main ones straight, like straight out right now. So like the Please interlude, educate me. So like the the interlude, like interregnum, that's that's just like the Uriel Septum like monologue for like the the opening cinematic for Oblivion. And I'm fairly sure it's like in the main trailer as well, like the cinematic trailer. Nice. Um, and then there's uh, in Daedric Armor, there's like a couple of like Molag Bow like voice lines from Elder Scrolls Online that are just like pretty significant just because of the stuff he's talking about. Um, and the the third main one is the the other the other sample in Daedric Armor, like the title track. And it's like the part where it's just the sample for ages, like the guy talking that that sample doesn't like actually exist we had to make that so it's it's a excerpt from a book in morrowind i can't remember the name of the book off the top of my head fake fan i know um but it's an excerpt from a book in morrowind that basically like this guy is basically just saying like i've never seen daedric armor nor do i know anyone that really has but here's how you make it and it's like the full recipe for it. And so we had to put the excerpt into like an AI engine and develop the voice. And then we yeah, just like use that. So you guys didn't think of uh, doing a bit of voice acting yourself? We thought about it. Oh, actually, we didn't even think about it. We, 
we did do it and it's fucking lame as hell, man. Like we did it and we just we so lame, Tony. Oh, dude, it was ridiculous. We I we did it and me and Legs, like Alex, the other like main writer for Daedric, the other guitarist. Like me me and him just or him and I, we just sort of looked at each other afterwards, just shook our heads, didn't really say anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's kinda of just sort of didn't need to say anything, you know. Oh, dude, I know what you mean. I've done, like, voiceover work for ads just through radio, and you put on oh, a really yeah. goofy voice, and by the end of it, you just sit there going, like... It's chill when you s- don't have to hear it back. Yeah. Like, it's, you- it's just the it's just hearing it back is like, God damn. Was it a case of you sort of sitting there going, like, fuck, man, do I really sound like that? Or are you just like, yeah. oh, yeah, we went way too goofy on that voice? Oh, it was both. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, shit, I sound like that? Also, why did I do that? But I really like that, though, going into that much detail to not only, you know, you've got all the bits of dialogue and all the audio clips through, but you went through, found the recipe, and then did the AI generation for it. Like, that's a good commitment to the bit. Yeah. Yeah. We just, like, knew that that part needed it. And, like, just for the concept of the song and all that, like, it was pretty crucial. So, I don't know, it was worth the effort. We we had a lot of time. Like we, I don't know. We started Deja Gamer in like 2019. It just took us a really long time to like sort of get everything together after we properly recorded it and all that. Well, so we had a lot of time with the with the like choosing the sample. Like there was definitely a, a lot of conversations and like conceptualizing and stuff for the samples, which which, which is a benefit in a way. And that was something that I mentioned during the review that I did for the record. It feels, I don't know whether this is a knock on um, Brisbane as a whole or or a compliment to you guys, but it feels too good to be a local record, if that makes sense. Like the way that it was structured, the way that it was thought out, the atmosphere, the aesthetic, we'll get into the characters that you guys actually have associated with this as well. But it feels... Now that you told me that it, it, it took three years, it makes sense because it feels like it took that long to create and craft and sort of mold mm. to what you guys wanted it to be. Mm. No, I I would definitely take that as a compliment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I think I think yeah, like th- I, that was the goal. So if it does if it does sound like that, then that's that's fucking awesome, and I hope yeah, like people can sort of get that out of it for sure like that that's awesome and that's a huge compliment but yeah that that was a goal to to make it set like we talked about doing like an ep and we talked about doing singles and like always like doing that shit do the usual but, fucking release yeah payment. yeah but we were just like no we have all this hectic shit we just got to do it make it as good as we can like you know you know, we're not sitting here being like, oh, this is the gnarliest shit. We're just, we're just playing to the best of our abilities sort of thing on it and just like really putting everything into it to, to really, yeah, at the end make it sound like an album that, yeah, comes from a band that like this isn't their first fucking radio, this isn't their first album, you know what I mean? This isn't their first release. Like, It is the first release for Daedric Armour, but you have a long storied history uh, with other bands. A little bit of backstory for the listener uh, who's joining us? I met you when you were playing in yeah. Mammoth. However, yeah. fucking long ago that is. So you yeah. went from Mammoth, Chasm were in there, so was Bled Out, and now you've come yeah. to Daedric Armor. Yeah, and, and I like- did even other shit in between as well. Like, oh yeah. shit, what else were you involved in? See, this uh, I've, I've missed a little bit there. So I was like, I was playing bass in Watch You Die for a little bit, and then. I was playing bass in like this like blues like rock band called Royal Artillery. I was just like playing bass for a homie in that. And then I played in this pop band called Straight Girls. It was hell funny. It was like full, full like Triple J style like pop music. I, I played in that for a little bit. It was hell funny. Like it was the most gammon shit, like full black metal poser shit. Like so gammon. It's funny you should say that because basically – in my mind, I'm like, oh yeah, I've known I've known a youth sort of yeah. proxy for ages. For and a very long time, yeah. That was like that was like 2016 or some shit. Something like that. How the fuck do you end up in a triple J band? Oh, uh, I, I don't know. That was just some whack shit. It, it was it was good. 
in the sense that those bands actually make money at shows. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that was you fun. You are a poser. Yeah, like that. Like that was that was nice or whatever. But uh, nah, that's not the goal. <laughs> you know what I mean? That, and that's why that's why I quit because I was like, fuck, this is like some real fucking like weird fucking. It is. It's just some poser shit. Like if you're not into that music and stuff, and you're just like doing it because it's like oh, like different might be fun on the side like get extra cash that's retarded like i that's just not my goal like at all i would just never want to do that so i ba- I bounced from that pretty quickly like i was only doing that for like maybe half a year or something like that yeah yeah and i was like okay nah this can this cannot continue sort of thing and then i just went straight back to making like more heavy shit i was still doing chasm full-time when i was in that band yeah, yeah. um that was like on the side, but yeah, that is like not, a, that's not a fucking place you want to be as a fucking guitarist and all that shit. And like, especially going from like a guitarist main songwriter or like one of the prominent songwriters in Chasm to be sitting there and just bopping along in some real pretty boy shit. Oh, it's whack. It's so whack. And like, I, like I, I have an extremely eclectic taste in music. Um, like my dad, like brought me up on all fucked up heavy shit, like my whole life and stuff. And my mom really showed me a lot of other eclectic things. And so I have an appreciation for all sorts of music and I can appreciate it, but like it's still fucking shit. (laughs) I know what you mean, man. It's one of those things where you go, I can appreciate it. I can see the appeal. Um, and it's not, but it's not for me at all. And it's all, but it's also like, fuck that shit. It sucks. Like, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, how did you find going from playing like real pretty boy shit to like creating stuff for chasm? Was it just a case of, I'm sitting here, I'm taking the back seat. You know, these dudes have already written all these riffs and all these songs. I'm just here to, to fill the four string part. And then you go, my main focus is going to be on chasm. Yeah. I mean, like, I was, I, Chasm came first. Like, we were doing that for already like two years before I started doing that other stuff for a little bit. So, like, we were already like heavy, heavy into that. So, the transition was fine. And I was also, at the time, it was like when I was in that, that pop band, I was like running, I was running Chasm. I was playing bass in Bled Out before I was playing guitar. I was doing all the day, like, writing all the Daedric shit at that point. I was playing bass in Watch You Die and I was playing bass in Real Artillery. So everything outside of Chasm at that point was not my focus. They were just like side things that I was doing to either help homies and yeah, like do that shit. Shit. So it was, it, it, so it was like, it wasn't like a weird transition or anything like that. Cause it was, it was like always the focus, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was more weird transitioning from Chasm to anything else sort of thing. Yeah, because that would have yeah. been like your primary focus. And so you're sort of taking a step back and getting involved in, in something else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was it was pretty chill. And I was used to playing in heaps of bands at that time. So it was fine. Getting back, getting back. to the uh, to the album, one of the things that I again it ties back into the law, and I think that's gonna be the word of this interview, to be honest. But you created a couple of characters um surrounding the Dave yeah. Gama record surrounding, you know, the band and everything. Yeah. Talk us through the characters and how they came about. Uh, so that's us. <laughs> like that's like us for as our own like ES characters that we made up sort of in our little realm, like our, in our little like interpretation of Elder Scrolls, I guess. Um, and like, that's why like the, that's why like the armors and stuff that they're wearing are like, pretty ambiguous yeah like it's not really meant to be drawing um entirely from it from the game or whatever but that's that's basically us for um and yeah that i don't know that that concept like of having the characters and shit that just made sense because it's like you when you play the game you make your character and you name your character and you know you have your little character portrait in the old games and all that shit's like super fresh, so we were just like, "Fuck, we may as well just like go the whole mile." And and you know, that also ties in with the whole like black metal alias thing as yeah, well. Exactly. We didn't want, we didn't want to, we didn't want to do that. Like I, my whole thing with black metal was like, as, as somebody from Australia and like somebody outside of fucking Europe and let alone Norway, like 
we have to kind of like in like Scandinavia, we have to like take a step back and chill a little bit. We're we're not them. We shouldn't be wearing corpse paint and shit. We shouldn't be fucking <laughs> calling ourselves fucking Lord fucking Dildo Rammer or whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. Like we shouldn't be doing that. Like that's that's for them. Like that's their thing. We should try and do our own thing with it now. And no, I know exactly what you mean. And it, it's really like it's, it's toy when I see black metal bands in Australia wearing corpse paint. I, I roll my fucking eyes and it's always old dudes. And it's just like, come on, man. Like you're like 40 something and you're playing dress up on stage to 10 people. Like it has to stop <laughs> like straight up. So we, we were kind of just like, fuck the, the alias thing. Let's make fucking, let's make Elder Scrolls characters. And that's, that'll be us. Dude, I know what you mean. Like uh, finding new bands and finding new black metal bands, particularly, and then you look at the goofy names that they've come up with themselves oh, for, and green. they're like some fucking random dude from the middle of nowhere, and you're like, well, like what? What Tolkien yeah. story did you pull this from, man? Like it's what? What ridiculous. Northern European myth did you pull your name from? Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's dumb. It's dumb as hell. And it was co- it was sick. It was sick when they did it in Norway. Like, it was sick in the 90s. Like, Count Krishnak, fuck yeah, kind of. Like, dead, all that shit. Euronymous, mad. Like, like necro butchers. Sounds fucking yeah, awesome. Exactly. It's, like, hectic. And it was, like, it meant something at the time because it was this new thing that they were creating, that they were doing, and that they felt. It actually had meaning for them. For us, it's literally playing dress-up. I love fucking rest like i love fucking jeff whitehead leviathan like there's a huge musical influence for me like i don't give a fuck what anyone says about him like he is fucking goaded at black metal and i think it is so lame that he fucking endorsed the corpse paint for so many fucking years and kind of like still does like i will still i would still call him out for that you know what i mean no i do and you've hit on something really fucking pertinent there and it's something that does my head in when i i see other people doing this you can like love an artist you can think that their musical output is fantastic but if you can't find one flaw in them you're a fucking moron like you're basically yeah and you have to separate and you like you have to separate that shit and yeah you have to be like analytical of these people especially if they're they're ones that you like connect with on a real big level or whatever you got to know like the biggest example for me is like my dad fucking loves the Smiths. I still love yeah. the Smiths. But yeah. If you if you listen to the Smiths and you don't recognize that Morrissey is a fucking moron, then you just you're or you're yeah. actively lying to yourself. Or even worse, you don't listen to the Smiths because Morrissey is a moron. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You got to separate it, and you got to and you just got to you got to separate it and be aware. And that's and that's just like I don't know some people don't aren't really, yeah. Some people don't think about that shit. No, it and it, I don't know. It's it's one of my biggest bugbears. Um, and it's well, people put the artists on pedestals and shit because just because they like them, they get attached to them. And it's like you can still be critical. I would want people to do that with me or anyone else. You know what I mean? On the flip side of that, though, the reaction to your record hasn't been particularly critical, be it from black metal fans or be it from Elder Scrolls fans. Yeah. How have you found it? It, the, seems like a, it seems like a pretty yeah, positive it's, response. It's been a what the fuck moment. For, <laughs> like, like, fuck, that was cringe as. But yeah, no, nah, full, full what the fuck moment. Like, oh my God. Because we were, we were like, we were like, fuck, can't I get to hate this, eh? Like, straight up. We, when we that and this is the thing this whole project is like full passion project we really did this for ourselves like we really just wanted to make this just because we think it's fucking sick and like we just think the idea is sick and we want to do as much as we can with the idea sort of thing and capitalize it uh, capitalize on it as much as possible and yeah the the posi- the, the overwhelmingly positive reaction has been one a, a huge fucking surprise and two like a blessing and like super nice like and very like very surprising as well i like haven't really seen any any i haven't haven't seen any negative shit like at all well they're fucking wrong if it's negative anyway so you know (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing like i was like i was hoping for it because 
um, I was kind of hoping for the black metal elitist to just fucking jump on it and be like, nah, this is what's wrong with it, blah, 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 so that we could do the complete opposite of the things that they wanted us to change in the next release. <laughs> Because that would be very fucking funny and, like, those cunts get so butt hurt. Um, oh, shit. I, that hasn't I, happened. I'm just going to pause the, the bit there. I One of my favourite things that I've ever seen, so I think Mayhem put up something on their Facebook and some random fucking bloke from Brazil called the guitarist from Mayhem a poser. Like, if that's <laughs> not the most insane black metal shit ever, I don't <laughs> know what is. No, nah, that, that shit's epic. I love I love um black metal trash talk dude like, it's so it's so funny though <laughs> yeah i love it i want to have beef with all the bands yeah or if any any black metal cunts listening out there and you want beef come get it straight up <laughs> like straight up oh we'll all cop it it makes it so much more interesting um but yeah, like I said, it seems like a pretty a pretty positive response for you guys um, mm. so far. And hey, uh, just I don't know, wait around for a couple of months. Maybe these elitists will come out of the woodwork. Yeah, I hope so. I want to see some shit. I want to be that. I want to be that annoying band that like replies to all the comments <laughs> and <laughs> and like says some real fucking immature shit. That's the goal. <laughs> Man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try and keep my eye out for that. That'd be great. Um, you mentioned that it took you basically three years from start, like the writing process, to getting it all finished and released. Um, who did you guys record it through? Was it uh, Black Blood? Yeah. So that's so Black Blood Audio. That's that's Brendan um, from uh, Descent, Resin Tomb. Fucking Siberian Hell Sounds, Crossface, Feculent, fucking, I don't know, he's in every band. Basically, ever. name any Brisbane heavy band and he's had any, something to like, do with any it. Any psycho, good, freaky, fucking mad cunt Brisbane band, he's in it, or he's recorded them, or he fucking does shit for them, or yeah, he's the sickest cunt. Everyone knows him, everyone loves him, he's goaded. How did you find the recording process for that? Because it's like, it was, it's a it was interesting. Pro- yeah, I was about to say, because it's a passion project for you guys. You've obviously put a lot of fucking time, effort, and thought into it. Was it a bit surprising to you to hear these go from ideas that you had in your head to something tangible like, oh, shit, this is, this is fucking happening? Yeah. We, we knew it was possible the whole time because we had pretty hectic demos running for a while, but they were of such low quality. We did them on Tascam, like, eight-track. <laughs> um just yeah like full fucking full like elitist black metal shit like truly cold and you would have done it you would have done it wearing corpse paint too just to get the vibes right yeah exactly candles going all that shit but in mum's basement as well but nah <laughs> fucking it was interesting because brendan is also the drummer in deja gama so he's like in another band um so it was interesting recording it because we were recording with the dude who needed to play the drums so like drum recording was pretty interesting um to see like the engineer and sort of producer guy also have to do performances as well um and that was kind of cool because it was like i don't know he's like involved in the he's in the band so it was like a more involved recording process than what we'd previously done with him or anyone else yeah and it's like like you mentioned there and earlier on you've been in so many different bands done so many different projects is it the first time not recording something yourself as like a demo that you've had a member of the band actually recording yeah yeah that was the first time so it was interesting it was it was different it was very different um, getting back to a couple of those other bands like, uh, Chasm and Bled Out. Yeah. Is it, I remember there was an announcement. I can't remember Chasm or Bled Out. One of those has unfortunately come to an end recently. Yeah. Bled Out did just recently. I wasn't in it when they, they canned it though. I left earlier this year. 
Um, we were meant to play with Zabola, but I left just before that. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was annoying. <laughs> Tell me about it. I wanted um, to fucking, I wanted to play that shit so bad, but yeah, fell apart as, as a lot of bands do, yeah. heartbreaking, but you have to move on. And yeah, it's sad. It's sad though that they've broken up now because yeah, they were still going after I left. Um, and I think they put out like a new song and stuff. And I think yeah, they were. And it was in that announcement of the new song, they're like, this is our last song ever. And I was like, oh, fuck, yeah. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad shit. But yeah, happens, man. But yeah, Chasm, same, similar deal. Um, with uh, Chasm's like just me now. So like, I've always written it. I've always done all that shit, and then like I had the drummer like previously. Um, but he's not in it anymore. And like our bass player that we had for live shows and shit, um, she's not in it anymore. So I've just been like writing new shit, and I've got a new drummer, and like we're gonna do shit like next year probably. But yeah, we've been like basically fucking like inactive for a really long time now like since like i don't know 2020 or 2021 and was it just a case of the members going yeah not really a thing anymore oh there was some no nah, there was some hectic shit but yeah i don't want to talk uh, about yeah say, if we don't want to put it on record that's uh that's more yeah than right. yeah just just fucking you know usual fucking personal bullshit with but- people and bands yeah, the classic band dynamic stuff where uh, everything seems to go wrong at the inopportune time. Yeah, and it did go wrong at the worst time as well. We were we just launched the album. We were going to play the album launch with like Blind Girls and like Shit Grinder. It was going to be a fucking. It was going to be a psycho show. It was like, oh, dude, the, that new Shit Grinder record fucking. Rips. Oh, well, tell oh, so Lucas from Dejagama is the vocalist for Shit Grinder as well. It all comes back, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's funny because that new Shit Grinder album is fantastic. It is my album of the year. Um, it is so fucking good. Like, I've literally been listening to it every day. But I've heard that fucking album so many times the past, like, <laughs> fucking year and a half or whatever. Because, like, we used to jam at our old place. Like, me and Lucas lived together. Yeah. So, we used to j- we used to jam all our bands at our old place. We can't anymore because we live in the city now. But, um, we used to jam, yeah, at the old place and fucking shit grinder would jam there pretty often. And yeah, I got to hear that shit get developed, man. That was pretty fucking sick. That was pretty cool. It I'd get home from work and it'd just be like fucking like <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh shit, just like, oh fuck yeah. So That's mad. cool though. It kind of feels like you're uh you're in on the process there. Yeah, I well, I got to see it, which is cool. And fucking um shout out fucking Eddie and Matt from like Shit Grinder as well, Sickest Cunts, like Maddest Cunts. Um, they write the best shit. Matt is such a good guitarist, Eddie is such a good drummer, and Eddie is such a good guitarist. I'm in another band with Eddie called Skag as well. Eddie Sick Cunt. All those boys, Sick Cunts, Shit Grinder, goaded. Fuck man. Well, it's the other thing as well that I always find doing these interviews. You end up with like a, a- a homework list of bands you gotta go check out. But I've checked out Shit Grinder, so don't have to do that. I've got to yeah. get the other ones going. They're so good. They got that decibel write up the other day and shit. It was like the the vocalist from Bandit did the write up and he was like, nice. This is like full he was like full like yeah, this is like album of the year contender. I was like, dog, this is album of the year, my bro. Like you just gotta write it up now. The thing that I like about it as well, and it's something that I it's not a barrier to getting into grindcore but it's one of those things where so much stuff sounds the same they've hit that perfect like oh it's good man they've min- done some new shit it's, it's like, that, like it's it's that, groovy man it's like that minute minute 30 mark like ah oh, fuck what's the other band extortion extortion did that yeah, yeah. really well and they always stood out because of it like they actually yeah. wrote songs rather than just you know how fast can we fucking blast beat yeah oh yeah shout out extortion new extortion album is fucking epic they've been playing shows again recently if you're in sydney if you're in wherever go and like see them play soon because they are playing and they have been playing go Uh, and listen to the new album extortion best hc band australia all time 
No, that's like that's a undisputable fact. They genuinely are. Yeah. Getting Love back. Them. Getting back to the um to the album itself, you it came out through Bitter Loss. Um, I've had a chat to a few guys who have worked with Bitter Loss, had their stuff put out by them. How did that come about? And by the sounds of it, it's been a pretty fruitful relationship so far. Yeah, they're 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 heaps chill, like, and they're super nice, and like they work with you and they fucking listen to you and they let me do whatever the fuck I want, which is good. Cause it's like some other labels and stuff like you suggest things or like you want a certain style for promo or you want a certain thing for promo and they don't fuck with it and they don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where yeah. All, pretty much all the promo I've just been making like myself, like all the videos, all the Insta shit, all the social media shit, like all the, all the artwork except for the fucking illustrations in the back, that was from um, our, our beautiful friend, Lelia. She's an incredible artist. But, like, all that shit, like, I oversee it and the other boys fucking help me with that shit and we all, like, collaborate on that shit. And so we have a lot of freedom with that stuff, which is fucking nice for once. And, yeah, like, I don't know. We just hit them up. <laughs> like, honestly, like, because, I don't know, I like Malignant Aura. And like Cryptivore and like I don't know, like shout out like Woe Warden and all that shit. Like Oh dude, that new Woe Warden. I'm so fucking excited when they play in Brisbane. I hit them yeah, up to do an interview were, and they were, were like maybe oh, a bit sorry. later on. No, no, it's all good. Yeah, no, um they're they're epic. I'm gonna go to that. Are you gonna are you gonna go to that? Uh yeah, because Malignant yeah. Aura are playing on the same show. Yeah, I'm they're playing yeah. Fucking well, we, kicking myself that I've not been able to see him yet. I swear, is that is Resin Tune playing it as well? Oh, there's a shitload of bands on I that sw- I think one of Brendan's bands is playing that show as well because Daedric was going to play it, but Brendan's already playing it with some other band. Double duty, man. Yeah, oh, fuck that. That'd be a miss. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, and the other thing as well, I remember having a chat to the guys from Malignant Aura, and they're based out of... Um, Bitterloss is Adelaide or Perth, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. uh yeah, either one. I can't I think uh I think it's Perth. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not gonna say one hundred percent, but it's one of those point being it's out that way. Yeah, point being they don't live in Brisbane, but they fucking the dudes flew to Brisbane to see Malignant or play at the the Beardo for their um launch show. Yeah, yeah. He gets around it. They're, like the Bitterlust dudes, like full get around all the shit. Like they're like active. They're not just like they're not just like label cunts. They're they're full like actual scene cunts. Like they they know what's up. Getting back and the, the fucking the the promos, the images, like all the art stuff. You yeah. did that all yourself, hey. Yeah, yeah, all, all that shit's me except for the illustrations of the the characters, like the character portraits. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. our friend Lelia, um, and we actually live with Lelia as well. Um, she is like the best artist, man. Like fantastic, fantastic fucking art, like insane. The album cover, though, that is probably the most perfect depiction of not only what Daedric Armour sounds like, but the lore, because you've basically taken a photo of fucking Daedric Armour and then done the classic black metal thing where you, it looks like you've photocopied it 7,000 yeah, times like to the, the point. Xerox, yeah, like the Xerox. Yeah, it looks so Xerox good. Look. Yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah. That was the whole thing. We were like, fuck, like, this is going to be, so you know how, like, we did we did a lot of, like, press photos and stuff for promo. Yeah. Initially, initially we were going to have like, boring shit you have to do. Hey. Yeah. We, we, and we were going to do the photos as the covers. Cause I curated all the photos, um, with our friend, Laura, she took all them and like did such a good job with that and like helped us with it. But like I sort of curated it all. And that was originally going to be the art and shit, but I'd been working on like the album cover previously, like the artwork that we used for it on, it was going to be used for some other shit. It was just going to be used for like promo, but it ended up just like looking good and like we used it. But the reason why we did like the Xerox thing is because like we didn't want to fall too, and like rather than using the photos, we didn't want to fall too far out of the black metal realm because we already are really 
fucking like we're not just like dipping our toes in other waters it's like our fucking whole leg is sort of in there and our waist is about to be submerged so we can't go too much further you know what i mean yeah 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 but um yeah no uh it turned out a lot better and like i don't know the black and red and shit is like strong colors and like Dej Gama is traditionally black and red, so it makes sense. Do you find that having such creative control can leave you to be a little bit lost in the weeds on it? Like when you were recording during the process and everything, did you find yourself overthinking any step of it? No, I've had such a um uh oh my god, I'm like stuttering. Um <laughs> I've had such like a concrete idea for a while and so has legs like uh, alex the other guitarist um especially with the writing and all that he like we've we've all had like a really concrete sort of idea about what it's what it's going to be what it's going to sound like what what it should feel like and that's like the big thing this whole album is like meant to be pretty like feeling based and shit like we want people to feel shit from a lot of the melodies and stuff and that was kind of the objective the whole time. We were all very on the same page with it. And we all sort of had like a very, very, like, if not the same, extremely similar idea for what the final product should be. And that that, that not only goes into the music itself, but all of the, um, you know, like, like we mentioned, you've got the character portraits, you've got the all of the social stuff. And I, from mm. memory, a lot of the social stuff is either you playing along with the riffs or you having some like cholo being like, yeah, listen to this, this shit rules. Yeah. <laughs> the, yeah. That was like the first video. <laughs> that was such a great video. As soon as yeah. I saw that, I was like, man, what's this dude on about now? And then I heard it and I was like, oh, oh this yeah. is what he's on. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. We, yeah. I don't know. It's like some of it's funny. Some of it's like, that's the whole thing. I don't know. Black metal. Some people take it pretty fucking serious, eh? Like, I love it. It's such an inherently funny genre. It's hilarious. It's so goofy, but it's the best. Yeah, and, and like, I I live it and I breathe it, and it's, like, you know, takes up such a part of my life, and so much of my listening of music is just dedicated to black metal music, regardless of whatever else I listen to. It It is the most constant thing in my life. But... A lot of dudes like make it their full personality, and like <laughs> they can't really like step out of the realm. They're stuck. It's, they're stuck in the nerd realm, and it's, it's classic, fucking uh, whack. It's the classic. What is it like? Demo cassettes that cost thousands of dollars. Shit. Yeah, like that shit. Like they're hoarding that shit, and they're like fucking still living in mum's basement. It's like if you didn't, if you didn't buy like all these obscure fucking like go to war X fucking releases and like nuclear war now fucking releases and shit of people that you've never even heard of. You'd probably have a house right now, <laughs> but you're still in mum's basement fucking jacking off playing fucking whatever fucking shitty video games that isn't Elder Scrolls. Yeah, it's about it's, like clearly they're not playing Elder Scrolls then. Yeah, exactly. It's ridiculous. No one who plays Elder Scrolls and listens to black metal would be that lame, surely. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> The other thing, and this is what, um, something that I mentioned to my co-host fucking boundless times, but you have hit the Black Sabbath band name, song name, album name trifecta. Was that something that going into it, you're like, you know, we're going to try and hit that. Or was, did it just make sense to have everything Daedric Armor? Um, nah, we thought about it. (laughs) There, There was like one day, like where. I thought we were like, cause I wrote like most of the lyrics and shit for like all the songs. Like I, pre- well, I pretty much wrote all of them. Like legs wrote like a couple of lines for like the title track at the end, but I pretty much wrote all of them. And so I kind of was like trying to figure out, like I sort of had to figure out like all the song titles mainly and just get everyone to sort of agree on which one sounded the best sort of thing. Um, and while I was sort of doing, um, sort of going through and fi- figuring out what would be the best. I was like, oh, fucking Eureka moment. Can't like Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath, Black Sabbath. We got to do it. Like, Deja Gama, Deja Gama. And I just like came bursting in the lounge room. I was like, Lucas, <laughs> we got to do the Deja Gama, Deja Gama, Deja Gama. Like, this is what it has to be. Like, yeah, it was definitely like premeditated. Like, 
way before we like booked recording or anything. It was sort of like when we'd finished all the demos, like and fleshed them out finally. And we were trying to finalize shit before we organized recording. It was kind of like, okay, yeah, no, nah, it has to be like fucking, we have to have a title track and the album has to be called Dave Garber. And I think that just goes back to what you were saying earlier, that this was such a long-standing, concrete vision for you that it wouldn't make sense for it to be called anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Especially being the first thing. Yeah. Like, it, I don't know. It's, I reckon, I reckon ST's like self-titled shit is just like epic, especially when a band's new. So it was kind of just like, yeah, both of those things. But the Black Sabbath thing is a big thing. I'm a big Black Sabbath fan. I have Master Reality tattooed on me. Like I fucking love that band so much. So yeah, it was definitely like a goal to like do that shit. It's one of the things that I always fall back to, but I am not a particularly big fan of clean vocals and metal. Just for whatever reason, I can't separate it from just yeah. that really goofy hair metal shit. But the, yeah, only yeah. Two, the only two that I can listen to and go, this isn't fucking lame, is Dio and Black Sabbath. Yeah. It's just yeah. Th- there's something about both of their voices where you go, ah, oh, this doesn't make me think of a man in fucking leopard print leather tights and crazy teased hair. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, exactly. Like a lot, yeah, a lot of clean singing sucks in in metal. There's some sick bands like, like I really like the clean singing that like Dax used to do and like the acid bass shit. Like I really like that stuff. Like, but you know that's done like real tastefully, like and like real well thought out it's extremely rare for there to be like a good clean singer in a metal band let alone make it actually listenable and yeah and good like it's such a hard it's a fucking hard line to walk that's a line that i've struggled to walk with chasm like hard out like because that has a mixture of heavy and clean vocals and trying to make the clean ones work it was a process and a half so i do respect aussie for that and, and dio especially and um you know like rob halford and uh, of judas priest and obviously fucking um uh fucking what's his name he's the guy from iron maiden fucking uh, Bruce. yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever his fucking last name is that can't i want to say dickhead Dickens, uh, Bruce Dickinson, yeah, that's that one. guy. Ah. Is that his name? I hope it's the right guy. I probably sound like such a fuckhead. I just don't, I don't listen know. to Maiden anymore. I'm not nine. I don't know, dude. You were trying to start beef with like other metal bands. It was a pretty yeah, way let's of doing start it. it. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. <laughs> I'll keep saying more shit like this. But I get what you mean, especially with the the mixing harsh and clean vocals. You sort of end up if you don't get the balance right. You end up sounding like those really goofy fucking good cop bad cop metalcore bands from the yeah late two thousands yeah it sound like Silverstein yeah, yeah like exactly. asking Alexandria and shit yeah sucks you don't want to sound like that that's like the worst that wait that stuff that stuff is like popping off still like yeah because I, I work because I work like trades and stuff like. I spend a lot of time around like a lot of different tradies and shit. And one thing that's real common now is like the like architects listening, Polaris listening, um, post like post Deep Blue, like post Atlas Parkway listening, like tradie dudes. And there's like a full market for it. And it's not necessarily just tradie dudes, like all sorts of people out there. But there is a market for this whiny fucking shit that sounds <laughs> sounds exactly the same as like the first Asking Alexandria record or whatever shitty metalcore band you want to reference. Like it just is, it's bad, man. Like that style of metalcore is bad. It's, it, it, it's just trash. It just, it just sounds so weak. Like you're trying to be heavy and you're trying to be brutal. And a lot of those dudes are like trying to make like real brutal, like, fucking whatever stupid like eight string nine string riff and all this stuff <laughs> and then they go to like Wee! like afterwards and it's like fucking my girlfriend broke up with me ah! like fuck up like fuck up take the eight string off and get a telly or something and play like some fucking major chords like because that is the behavior that they should be sort of aligning themselves with if they're going to do that shit yeah, it's so bizarre that that sort of stuff's still hanging around. Like, I, I think you were roughly around the same age as me, like late 20s. Yeah. And I, 
Dude, we grew up when that fucking basically pop punk with breakdown shit was yeah. getting really and, big. Wait, don't get me wrong. And like, so th- I'll, this is going to start even more beef with more black metal cunts. Do it. Start I, l- the I love, I fucking love Bring Me Cunt. Like, Bring Me first album and like the fucking the MySpace demo. That shit fucked shit. hard, bro. That sh- Suicide Season, all that shit, like, psycho. Pray for Plagues, all that shit, psycho. But that that handful of bands that were doing it good for a while, they dropped the fuck off. And they they sold out and they fucking, they bowed down and they just, like, really let it get out of hand. And now because of fucking Bring Me's weird pop success and, like, all these other weird metalcore bands that, like, made it into the spotlight, the new ones that are still relatively heavy when they are heavy have the softest, weirdest shit mixed in with it. And it's just stupid. And like seeing that progression, like you said, like we grew up with that shit, seeing that progression has been painful, super painful. And it was the same dudes that are listening to it now were the same ones that looked at you, you know, with your and fucking exactly. magazine and go like, what the fuck is this, man? This exactly. I don't know. I what? literally, I literally have like, anecdotes about that sort of shit like that like oh. i've so many anecdotes about that shit like that's that not is, on that future is, man why are you listening to that shit and then yeah like, yeah what how was it literally 10 years down the line they're like yeah i love parkway drive man they played the footy finals exactly that's exactly it. and it's like when i was in fucking primary school and high school telling everyone to listen to fucking horizons and shit nobody wanted to buy of it because it was fucking screamo or whatever <laughs> but oh no that cursed words back yeah yeah, well, fucking that cursed word is back, like fully because fucking there's like a full screamo, like like scram screamo, like true true screamo or whatever, proper like screamo, yeah, yeah, like, like proper like emo screams and shit. There's a full screams like slash screamo like fucking revival happening like in Brisbane slash Queensland slash east coast of Australia at the moment. It's hilarious. Um. Yeah, it just it's so fucking weird to think that Architects, like, Parkway Drive, yeah. and those bands are still, you know, relatively fucking popular. Bro, Parkway is like one of the biggest bands in the world, and the music now sucks. Like, it's fucked because, like, I'm a I'm a fucking guitarist. Like, at at the end of the day, like, I'm not just gonna play fucking black metal guitar. Sorry, boys, not happening for <laughs> you. Like, start more beef with me. I don't give a fuck. At least I can actually play. But like. You know, I'm a guitarist. I wanted to get good as a kid. And, like, you know, getting into heavy music and shit when you're hell young, you hear the shit that Jeff was playing on, like, Horizons and stuff, and you're just like, this is mental. I want to play this. And, like, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's, like, a, I don't know. That's, like, another thing as well. So like, fucking, you, you have, like, all these, this new wave of, like, shitty fucking, like, scrams and, like, fucking emo bands and all that stuff. but like that that that'll just phase out like every other subgenre does like every subgenre just comes in and fucking waves and yeah, like it true. comes in and it comes in and waves like heaps quick in brisbane like brisbane is like the most fickle local scene in terms of popularity of like a subgenre for one of my favorite one of my favorite ever like witnesses of that was like 2013 to about 2015 when everyone decided to be a title fight ripoff band yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I exactly. Mean, dude, I was in one of those fucking bands. I know oh, what that yeah. experience is You're, like. Yeah, fucking um, Gal- Galway. That's us. But yeah. like, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's fun, but when everyone else is doing it, you can kind of be like, oh, this is this is gonna die soon. Yeah, exactly. And it did. It did hard. But what wait, what I think is funny is that around that same time, maybe a little bit beforehand, twenty twelve. Riff Hardcore died after it was hell popular for ages. Now it's coming back. It's like full circle and like it, it's like it's literally like art in motion. You can just you can literally say anything about a subgenre in Brizzy and then just add, oh yeah, in five years it'll probably like go out of fashion or whatever. <laughs> and it will it will happen, especially if it's popping off at this time. Like nothing lasts in Brizzy, like in terms of scene longevity. So I don't even know what we were talking about before. I just went on this rant. I don't know. We started whinging about something, and I think you and I. Yeah, I was just. Full, a, I was like, "Oh, let's just keep whinging, eh? Like, this is good." And I think because I think as well, like, <clears throat> both sort of been in and around Brisbane long enough to recognize these patterns come and go. Yeah, and there's like fucking dudes like way older than us 
that have been in bands fucking for years in Brizzy and, you know, done fucking more shit than we have that would be thinking the exact same fucking thing. And they see it too. Like, it's just weird. Fickle scene. But that comes from being in a small city. I think that does have to do with population and scene population and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, and that's just, you just got to deal with it. We mentioned scene, we mentioned shows. We've also kind of touched briefly uh, on the other members uh, of oh, yeah. Gama. Yeah, let's talk about them. Yeah, who else have we got in the band? You mentioned uh, the guitarist, your drummer. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm guessing it's not a three-piece. Yeah, so it's uh, uh, another guitarist, Alex, and then our drummer, Brendan, like who we explained earlier, is in like a million bands. Mm-hmm. And then our bass player, Lucas, who was in Shit Grinder and he was in Hurricane Death and all that shit. Um, and then, yeah, me on guitar. But uh, Lucas uh, and Legs both have like little vocal parts. Um, but I, I do like 90% of the vocals or whatever. Um, but yeah, Legs, uh, this is his first band. Like, Alec, this is Alex's first ever band. And it's crazy that it is this and such heavy and like fast music because, uh, he like he 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 only got into like playing like heavy guitar like actually playing it a few years ago and he has like progressed so quickly with his right hand and with tram and with with accuracy and like you know left hand right hand coordination like he has excelled heaps like as a player so it's been interesting and like super fun to like work with alex with daedric to see him develop like the music but also develop like as a guitarist um and yeah like brendan obviously he can't like he drums in a million bands he plays guitar in a million bands he records a million bands you know he's, he's the dude and then yeah lucas bass player and also does like the real guttural vocals that you hear on the album like those real gutturals that's always yeah. that's always lucas he he can output so much lower than i can and so much louder than i can um in one of the promos that we have on Instagram, there's like a snippet of him doing a vocal take at the start. And it's like just one of the rawest, like loudest things I've ever heard. It's just gnarly. How did you um, find doing the vocals? Because obviously, oh, w- yeah. It <laughs> like it was, it was brutal, man. Like, um, actually, yeah, that was funny. I want, I, so I never, like I never had an issue with it before, so I never actually ever thought about it. Uh, and it's probably like a super amateur thing to not think about it. But I didn't know t- temperature would affect my voice. And um, okay, there was one day that like we went into like we we'd done like one or two sessions, and they were like whole day sessions, and we still hadn't done it. <laughs> like it took ages. Um, but this third session, I think, I think it was the third one. I, I like went in and it was really, really fucking hot outside, like really fucking hot outside. And I had a hoodie on for some reason. Cause it was like cold in the morning. But by the time we got out of the car, like to the studio, it was yeah. fucking hot out. It's classic and weather. It's been fucked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you don't, you can't tell what's going on at all at any time. Like, and it can change like so quickly, but like, I was sweating my ass off and shit. And then we got there and the AC was blasting in the, the ice, like the vocal booth. Yeah. And when I went in that like change of temperature fucked me so bad. Like it just like fucked my throat, like fucked my sinuses, gave me a headache and shit. Like as soon, uh, as, soon as I did my first take or whatever, like the first proper screams and shit, like my whole, like my ears were just like, fuck it felt like there was pressure in him like it was hurting so much and i was like what the fuck is going on and then i was like oh wait like it's literally because i was like sweating my fucking ass off and yeah. then i'm just like gone into this cold room my body's like wigging out like my sinuses is probably all fucked up because of that temperature change like but yeah it was brutal and yeah like all I think about when doing the vocals for that, all I think about is that day now. <laughs> like, I don't think about the actual good parts. I just think about, that. <laughs> oh, fuck, that was shit house. Eh? Like, so it's been a pretty positive reaction overall. We are closing in pretty fucking quickly on the end of the year. Um, the album's come out. They've done all the socials and everything. Shows. When can we see Daedric Armour live? Where can we see Daedric Armour live? It'll be next year. 
and it'll be in Brizzy first for sure. I can't say a venue or, or anything like that. Like we, yeah, can't really say anything about it, but just know that we've been, we've been cracking our little asses off. So it'll be start of next year, hopefully. Well, but we'll like, we'll make heaps of updates about that shit. I want, I, if, if in a perfect world, we would have played fucking the day that like the album came out or the weekend. <laughs> but uh, dude, trying to book a show sounds like an absolute nightmare. It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. And it's also a nightmare when, um, Alex, our guitarist, he's actually in Europe at the moment and he's been in Europe for quite some time after we recorded the album in end of 2020, he left for Europe and he's been sort of living and working over there um, for ages. And we've actually been writing new material and corresponding like together, like while he's been in Europe, which has been really cool. So some of the new Daedric stuff that will come out at whatever point in time, Alex has been writing in some pretty brutal places like in Europe and shit. Um, fuck, what were we talking about? I just, I just tangent again. On the work. <laughs> no, oh, no, live, shows, live shows. Um, but yeah, he, cause he's in Europe. We, we haven't had the whole band here, so it's been really fucking difficult to um, organize rehearsal. Yeah. Um, especially when, like, I'm in, like, fucking four bands. Like, Lucas is in, like, fucking four bands. Like, Brendan is in one million bands. Um, so it's, like, been hard to, to organize rehearsals, but they've been happening. We've got another guitarist as well. I can't say the name of yet, but we've been practicing. We've been do, doing they, all that. Uh, do they have an Elder Scrolls alias, though? Nah, there'll be a there'll be a a, a, a nameless type character. Damn, be a they got stuck on the NPC shit. Yeah, they will be. <laughs> oh, that, that, yeah, we'll choose an NPC name for them, and they can they can literally dress up as them, and we will wear plain clothes. <laughs> but they will have to be the the feeling guy, be the dance of the band. Nah. Everyone, else, everyone else gets to you know wear plain clothes. They're the poor sucker that has to fucking play dress the ones, and wear corpse yeah. paint. They're the, they're the loser in corpse paint that we all laugh at. <laughs> nah, yeah, we you know we got all that shit sorted. And yeah, like we we just want it to be really tight live. It's really brutal music to play, and um, I'm gonna do. Uh, I'll, I'll be like releasing some guitar playthroughs soon. Um, I'm just like trying to correspond with like legs and sort of tee it up so that we can both um, be in it. It's just difficult while he's in Europe at the moment. Yeah. Dude, trying to get four people in one place in Brisbane's bad enough. Trying to organize it with different time zones and everything. That just sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it's a nightmare, yeah. But um, like we'll do a lot of guitar playthroughs soon. And and when we do them, you'll see that um it's super taxing, uh, like music to play. Uh it's just all blast and all trimming, like pretty much the whole way. Um, so trying to do that like live and and make sure that it's actually to the level of the album yeah that's like that's that's what we're aiming for sort of thing so it has been taking time but we're we're almost there and uh yeah it's like i don't know it's almost december now and you know uh start of next year i reckon it'll be pretty early that we'll be able to play but yeah it'll be it'll be in brisbane i don't know where yet i don't know who is but yeah it'll definitely be happening like we're really working towards it at the moment we'll keep an eye out for it um and if people wanted to hit you up Follow everything that's happening, Daedric Armour. Where would they go about doing so? Hit us with all those social links. Oh, yeah. So, like, our Instagram is just Daedric Armour, BM. Um, that's, like, we literally only use uh, Instagram, uh, like, Daedric Armour on Bandcamp as well. Like, obviously, like, Spotify, Instagram, all that shit. Um, <laughs> I made a Reddit account, which is pretty funny. I just think that's, like, a hilarious thing to do because, like, so many black metal cars are fucking Reddit nerds. So <laughs> I thought it would be hilarious if I could go on and just, like, annoy people as the band alias. So, yeah, fucking... Uh, yeah, yeah, Cradle of Filth are a great black metal band. I love them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is exactly it. But, yeah, I want to be that guy. So, yeah, Reddit, uh, Instagram, <laughs> no Facebook. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I don't know, fuck, man. Fuck the metaverse. Did, like, is it, there was some stupid report that they've spent like billions and billions of dollars and only 38 people use the metaverse. Oh, no, so I, weird because it's like, do they all just meet up? And, yeah, like, I don't know how that they have like a meet. They have a meeting every now and then, uh, every now and then, and then they just discuss how they're going to bring more people 
going to the metaverse, but it never happens. Fuck, clearly it's going terribly for them. It's, that's sad, though. If, if, if uh, Zuckerberg has spent the amount of money that I've seen the reports say he has on this project, then that, that's pathetic. I mean, and we all know that uh, the real intelligent people just jump on our Elder Scrolls online and meet all their mates there. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Um, if any, I'll, I will post my Elder Scrolls Online uh, battle tag on Daedric Armor over the next couple of days. So if anyone wants to play with uh, the big dog, you can. Just hit me up. I'll be rolling hard. <laughs>